This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... Don't freak out. Be, don't be nervous. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. It was an interesting week. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's putting it mildly, Tom. I think that's putting it extremely mildly. (laughs) Like, I literally just said to you, I don't know how to start the show. And you said, hey, I think maybe just start the show by saying... It was an interesting week. Yeah, and you did. So look at you. Look at you taking the initiative and running with it. Not trying to avoid getting, like, not slapped in the nose with a rolled up newspaper. Just being a good dog. Because I do that to you. I chase you around and... I kind of do, though. You kind of do. I it's, put paper it's, around you. It's more you. mental than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> the abuse is apparent. <laughs> You've got it so rough, Tommy. Oh, yeah, I know. Actually, whether or not... You gave me a hard time or not, I feel like it would be rough anyway. The way things have been going lately, (laughs) I just feel like that's just the way it would be. Yeah, it's been been a hell of a week. (laughs) It certainly has, but this was your week of misery, so in a way, I got a little bit of a break. Oh, well, I'm glad that you did. Yeah, that was nice. It was nice to get a little <laughs> bit of a, you know, a little bit of a step back a little bit and be like, oh, no, this is how the other people fall to pieces. So that's kind of <laughs> it's kind of nice to not be me this time, even though I feel bad it was you. But, you know, yeah, you did have quite the support group around you. I sure did, because country mom came to the big city to visit us for the very first time in Harlem. You might as well just call her like... You know, country Nikki, because you guys are kind of the same person in a lot of aspects. We very, we very much are. But as we extensively spoke about yesterday, I have a lot of things that are different than her. And, you know, it was just it was interesting to see how she like looked around the neighborhood. I had to tell her not to point at things and speak too loud sometimes. But and no matter how many times you told her, she would still point at things. She would still point. And I was just like, please just stop. Like, please just stop. You know, it's- Because she comes from an area where she's allowed to like, where, like, not that she's allowed, but I mean, like, it's just where it's more prevalent where people just speak things that you shouldn't speak out loud. And she's at that age where it's like, I'm old. I could say what I want. Like, that gives me the right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's for sure. And you try to explain to her, like, look, you could talk really low and people might think that you're talking about them, but they don't know for sure. So you don't have to worry about any shit as opposed to when you point at them directly, like it's an automatic red flag. Like, what are you saying about me? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And she did get to hear. Um, we went to dinner the first night she was here. She got here on Tuesday and she and I went to dinner um, 
before you guys got home. So like we walked to like a neighborhood spot that we go to often and we were walking back and it was dark and, you know, and she was just like looking at like the beautiful like brownstones and stuff up here. And as she's looking around and everything, we like had to get over because it gets really narrow, the sidewalk, as you know, and like aren't on our side streets. Yes. And we had to, like, I had to go in front of her because like somebody was coming in the opposite direction on the sidewalk. And as he gets closer, <laughs> as he gets closer, he looks at me and he goes, bitch. For what reason? I was white. I know the reason. Nobody else knows the reason. So you got to kind of let the listeners know. Instead, like, <laughs> I what was leaving it to was. interpretation. I was leaving it open to interpretation. And I turned around and I was like, I'm like, did he just call me a bitch? And my mom's like, yeah. And then she goes, cocksucker. <laughs> and I was like, but that that's something that you say quietly. But like, not like you're spouting your things and whatnot. But like, you say the word cocksucker quietly. Like, thank well, you. What's so weird is, is that like, before she got here, you had a layout. Now, you've been here in the city for four years now. Mm-hmm. And... This is her first visit. She's been and 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 don't get me wrong. Like she, it's not that she's this like country mouse that's never been to the city before. She be, she used to, we used to come to the city all the time when I was a kid to like the downtown areas. I was gonna say not yeah to not like this Harlem. And when she like had to call my dad, like we, you know, and we said like okay, we're at the the apartment and everything. And she was telling him, and she loved our apartment. She's like, oh my god, it's so much nicer than like I expected it would be because like you know. We she hears the word Harlem. We live in the you live in a ghetto. There's guns. There's bullets. There's burning buildings. And it's like no, it's not. Like we actually have a home here. This doesn't look like a CSI crackhead. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Like that's like our education. It though. is in a lot of people's education. Sure, I mean, yeah. anybody who doesn't live, you know, like in the immediate surrounding area, automatically assumes like this is like you know. A war zone. The Bronx of the 1970s. Right. Like, it's like going, oh, there's like things burning in the streets yeah. and shit. Like, and years ago it was. It totally was. Sure, of course. But TV still loves to make it look like that. Yeah. And it's not. So, like, before she came, there was like this list of things you had to give her, which was like, you know, don't talk to people. Like, don't say like any stupid shit. Yeah, like, because like, she's the kind of person who, like, will go to a grocery store, and, like, if somebody, like, and, I mean, and we do it, too, but, like, we also know the people that, like, we're not gonna say something snotty to, because, you know what I mean? Like, we know, like, we can assess who might fuck with us. So, like, we won't say something, like, you know, like, there's been times, like, I'll, I'll call people assholes on the sidewalk or on the stairs of the subway because it's like, get the fuck out of the way. But, like, she just does that and she doesn't have that, like, on-off switch that, you know, that we do because... Never needed been, to. Right, she never needed it and we've been put into a situation where, like, you have to be open to this whole different world with many, many different people around you. And that's not, not that, then that's not something that she gets at home. And I remember her, like, talking to, like, I overheard her, like, telling my dad, like, it's not as ghetto as I thought that it was. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like... Yeah, but also, in the same aspect, she doesn't live in a place where people will just walk past her on a sidewalk and say, bitch, like, in her face. <laughs> because, I mean... Fair enough. <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of like she lives in the woods when you go there. The... I ran into For a me... deer the last time. Like, my closest encounter with somebody that wasn't my family was a deer. <laughs> right. Or there's an, the aggravation factor would be something along the lines of, you know, 
if you're in Target, she might look at somebody and be like, this person was dressed like, oh, my God. Or, like, they had a kid, like, she's yelled at kids, like, screaming in carts or, like, running around like animals in stores and stuff. And it's like, if you see that, I'm like, Mom, if you see something that you don't like, like, you can't. It's the exact opposite of, like, if you see something, say something. It's like. <laughs> yeah, it, that does not apply to yeah, you. Yeah, that does not apply to you. <laughs> that applies to people who've been here and understands certain this, things you're going to see. Yeah, the schematics just of, live, alone. Yeah, of living in the city. If there's a guy on a train puking, he doesn't need your comments. He needs you to like not be anywhere near look, him at the yeah, time. You don't even acknowledge it. You just stare at the ceiling like I did the other day when that guy was throwing up on the train. Luckily, luckily, we were saved from like subway situations because she couldn't really like she can't really travel on the subway. So like we were saved from like having to have her experience and comment on that because that would have just and she just doesn't get the like mom stop talking like just like when there's like stop talking it does not yes, happen. <laughs> it does not compute at all. She keeps going. It's yeah. like it's like when like Tyler Durden moved to the city for the first time and it was like listen we're going to have to tell you every single day over and over until you really, really understand. There are certain things you just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Don't point out. Don't go towards. Don't anything. And I mean, even still, like every once in a while, she's like, going, I'm going to go to like some rally. And I'm like, that rally's not for you. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, it's like, oh, you get it over time. You yeah. do. And. There is a huge difference between going downtown and visiting, you know, things mm-hmm. down there as opposed to crossing 110th Street, as <laughs> we love to say. Across 110th Street. <laughs> uh, so, we'll get more into your mom's visit. We because will. this week, we did not have a guest for this week. No, we didn't. Just us. Just us chickens. Just us taking a break from... Just talking. We haven't talked to each other in so long, Tom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? What? Is, what is time? Has it, has it been <laughs> ten minutes since the last time I spoke with you? I feel like possibly. But seriously, when you know, um, we have with the guests and stuff like that. In a way, it kind of does make the show a lot easier to produce sure, because of it's like going well. At least we can focus it on something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like whatever their project is. But when we try to focus it on ourselves and we sit there and we like try to like break it down like what can we talk about yeah, what's going on as far this as week? this. And then we come up with this list and we're like man these are all just miserable topics. <laughs> There's nothing good. So why don't we did. Uh, we did. Why don't we do. Oh uh, you heard. Why don't we did it. Why don't we did. Man maybe your mom did rub off on me a little bit. She does <laughs> not talk like that. No Denny. that's Denny. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why don't we talk a little. Why don't we did. Oh uh, you heard. <laughs> I did it again. I'm I don't even know it. why. Because I think I'm. Every single week I feel like lately. I am screwing up you heard and did you know. So I'm like trying so hard to be in my head like thinking. Don't say, did you know? So why don't we did a you heard? And in my mind, it's like, going, okay, you got out what you needed to, the <laughs> beginning part. And we know what's coming up. All right, let's, 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 do, a, let's do a you heard. You heard?
This week's You Heard comes to us from Broadway between 140th and 141st. And it was this gentleman just was these people were passing this gentleman and they kind of like skedaddled. Yeah, yeah. They skedaddled around him and he just yelled at them, I'm not poison. (laughs) (laughs) And I just felt that this goes with some of the things that we're going to talk about later in the show. The light and airy subjects that we're going to get into. Yes, the light and airy. And he's like, I'm not poison. Because, like, what were they supposed to do? Like, walk into you? (laughs) Yeah, maybe they should have. Because that would be my MO. Of course it would be. And that is this week's You Heard. You can't cover your mouth and talk into the microphone. You're rubbing, fucking around with your face. I was and rubbing you're doing my this weird nose. Stuff. It's like, take a break, step back. Like, come on, Stop man. At me. You love to fuck with the microphone levels. I don't do anything. Just leave me alone. Oh. I'm sick. <laughs> Which the whole world will know about in a minute. Without going into too much detail, this week's show is on Nikki's sickness. Cause Tom gets a show, but like now when I when when I'm like we're gonna talk about some things that have I don't even we're not even gonna focus on the sickness we're gonna focus on the things around the sickness. You went you off for half focus an on the hour. Sickness? You, you went on go? for half an hour about your goddamn summer cold. Well, for three weeks. I was gonna say straight. it was longer than it was longer than. Yeah, so I'm gonna get a couple of weeks. I'm gonna get cold. maybe like a quarter of a show. So yeah, I'm the asshole. All right, Nikki, <laughs> let's go into specifics as to what's going on with you then. <laughs> Or should we just go into, like, you know, maybe what happened around you instead? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we um, had to pay a little visit to the ER. Yeah, but it didn't just happen like we paid a visit to the, v- the ER. We knew Nikki was supposed to have a procedure. Yeah, I was supposed to have surgery this week, and it didn't happen. Right, but we found out at, like, literally almost the last minute. So... Nikki's mom, because it was like the day before, we found out that surgery wasn't going to happen or we didn't think was going to happen. Fighting back and forth because, you know, the state of this country's healthcare system is as if you don't fight for it, you don't get it. Because you really have to fight for every inch, like if you want anything done healthcare wise these days. So as we're fighting these, these battles, we let Nikki's mom know, hey, this might not happen. Mm-hmm. So there's no point. You don't have to like make trip all the way out here. If anything happens, we'll let you know. You can come out then. Your mom was convinced she had to travel on a certain date because I think she mentioned it to she the bus operator. Yep, she got her ticket. So even though the ticket's open ended, and plus I had already had scheduled the days off. I had switched with somebody you know who's working the weekend and stuff. So like I didn't want to like you know renege on that. So I was just like I'm still off. So like why don't you come? We can hang out at least like I won't be in recovery and she'll be able to like spend time with me. So it was like okay, fine, just you know come. Right, and I took off the day for your surgery. <laughs> vacation day so i was like this is gonna be awesome like i'll have a day off if you don't have surgery great we'll be with you and your mom not an issue be cool then the next two days was work from home days so i figured like all right this is cool anything like happens i'll be here for it not an issue everything's cool in the gang cool in the gang so wednesday the day of surgery comes 
it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, we're sure it doesn't happen. And the doctors are saying, like, one thing about the hospital needing more information. And the hospital saying, you know, we need information about the doctor. And it's just like this whole, it's just it's so It's a shit show. It's, it a, really it's a total is. shit show. And, you know. If anything, all it basically did was add more stress to the situation than actually do anything to fix the situation whatsoever. Right. So, Wednesday comes and goes. Thursday... Seems to be go going fairly smoothly. Your mom is loving the food in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. She is loving it. We are having a delightful time. A delightful time. Seriously. And Nikki decides, and we have talked about it the night before, I will take some of the blame, that she wanted to show her mom one of our favorite movies, Vanishing Point. And we turn it on, and as we're watching the movie... Nikki gets up, leaves the room for a few minutes. Her and her, her mom and I are watching it. Nikki comes back in the room and is like, I think I need to go to the emergency room. And then... True. It is almost like the wall started melting in here, <laughs> is how the insanity started to <laughs> just... Because <laughs> it was something I was feeling for a couple of days, but I didn't want to have to do it, especially with her here. But especially because I don't, I, I just, when that guy said, I am not poison, if you're in the emergency room, you are poison. Every single person in the emergency room is poison, and they're filthy, and they're contagion, and it's disgusting. Like, the last thing in the world I ever want is to be anywhere near a fucking hospital. Which is weird, because I am the exact opposite. Because you love it. You love it. You want to just have somebody just, like, stick me in with something that's going to knock me out. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait. You're going to, like, knock me out but and my... lay me in bed. And that's going to be my job because for the that's next three the things days? That have, that's how hospital... That's what hospitals represent to you. Because when you go in the hospital, you go in for some messed up shit. So, like, they give you things like that. When I go, I don't even get a goddamn IV drip. So, it's like, I don't have that same experience. So, like, it's a very scary nerve-wracking experience for me all right fair enough fair enough but part of that is because when the doctors come in and they're like how you feel you're like it's all right right now but before it was really bad then they're like all right well we're not going to give a painkillers maybe it's getting better but we need to make it feel like this when you go into the er i feel like there should be like a handbook that when you get your insurance card that says right up front like listen pretend you're in more pain than you are yeah (laughs) because you will get helped 10 times faster. You know, you went there because you were in a lot of pain, but I understand that when you go to like, you know, an emergency room or if you go to a doctor, by the time you get there, you're kind of like going, all right, well, I don't want to sound like a pansy, which is really what it comes down to. So I was in enough pain to take the cab ride down here, but now that I'm here, eh, am I really like in that much pain right now maybe i'm not but you know if we would have turned around and left at that moment in time you would have been like shit i'm in like a lot of pain right Right. now so if that's the case just be like yeah i'm in a lot of pain right now give me the drip i want the (laughs) drip man and then that's it once the drip comes in it's like you'll you'll feel awesome or nothing at all (laughs) but on the other end of that you won't get to experience all the, the entertainment and joy that is the, the actual emergency you. room. Like, <laughs> but that should be for the people that are with you to like go there and see all that's happening around Because I'm supposed you. to be like comatose. Yeah, you're supposed to, that's the whole point of going to the hospital. 
Because you could do the rest of the shit here. So I've been doing it all wrong, I you guess. Been, you really, seriously. Okay. We got to like really, really train you on how it works. So you came in, you said you're in pain, you need to go to the ER. Like I said, the walls started melting because your mom had a meltdown, which sent you into a meltdown. We go, we now where we live, we have to walk a half a block to a main street in order to hail a taxi because we don't have a car here in the city. And as we said before, Nikki's mom cannot do the stairs yeah, at the subway can't. station. No way. Not, never going to happen. So the thing is, is we're not at 59th Street in Manhattan, where there are a million cabs floating around. At any around. time in the night. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't late. It's like 1030 at night. We had to wait like maybe 10 minutes for a cab. But 10 minutes to someone who is in pain and needs to go to the emergency room, and her mom, who it's her <laughs> first visit here, freaking out, <laughs> might as well have been, you know, 10 months. Yeah. Like, by the time 10 months. Give her, give or take a couple days. <laughs> and the killer part was, like we said, we were watching Vanishing Point, which is just like, basically, this guy driving this car at like 100 miles an hour cross country. or Kowalski. From Kowalski. Kowalski. Can you hear me? So, he, <laughs> it, you know, it's if you haven't seen it, please do. Yeah, it it's, is it's awesome. a fantastic movie. <laughs> So we're watching all these speed chases and shit like that and everything. We get in this cab drive, this cab car. Cab. This cab. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy is going the speed limit the entire way. After we got in, it was like the three of us looking like, holy shit, please, God, just get us somewhere where one of us can at least get knocked out so we don't have to deal with it. It's just one of us was like knocked out. It would have been good. He goes the speed limit the entire time, stopping at yellow lights. And it's like, dude, like we got in your cab and said, get us to the emergency room. It's like going, if you went like a little bit faster and got pulled over, I'm guessing the police would have just been like, all right, go on. You're sure. You're going the right way. But no, no, that's not the way. What should have taken like, you know six minutes to get to took, took about like 20 took like 20 because we hit like every light this guy then we get there we go in <laughs> you're just telling it right in chronological order this, well, I don't want like you normally do with a story it's so I like know, you love it you love when i tell stories in chronological order i don't order. <laughs> like let's just get to the er my god i don't want to relive we check in we get in there the most bizarre thing was when we were there because we had eaten a little while earlier. I'm like, oh, man, I'm a little bit thirsty. I know you have to be thirsty by this point because your lips are all chapped and you're dehydrated. I look over. You know what there is? A soda machine and a candy machine. That's all that's available in the ER. How is it even possible? What should be the healthiest place surrounded by doctors and surgeons and nurses the only snacks you can get are stuff they tell like you to stay away from. the worst things that you could have, yeah. Listen, while you're in here. I didn't even notice it. I didn't even notice oh, it. Yeah, I know. Because you weren't going to be getting any of that. That was going to be for me. <laughs> oh. Which, <laughs> so it's, it's all about Tom's <laughs> comfort at this point. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, look, man, you're going to get your, your morphine drip. What am I going to get? Chips and a soda? I was expecting like something like grapes or water. Vending machine. Just something more... 
they have like those specialty vending machines where you know you see like doctors and hospitals and stuff going to and they get like oh look at me getting like a turkey sandwich on rye bread or something like that coming out of the machine <laughs> what are you talking about you can get that stuff in okay. hospitals in the new york city hospital there's fucking chips reese's peanut butter cups and soda which is great if we were still sitting at home on the couch but we were sitting like Around bloodstained floors. Let's just put it out there. And shit stain. Let's not forget the shit stain floor. Well, the shit stain I didn't see because you had to go to the bathroom. You come in there. You come out. You looked worse than when, when you I came, came out of the bathroom than when so we were on the way to the hospital. Mortified. I was so like I was just like oh my god. And the thing that pisses me off the most, even worse than having chips and shit like that, like in a vending machine. I get that because vending, like that's what vending machines are. Like that's what the vending machine companies provide. Like whatever. The fact that an emergency room bathroom does not even have an empty toilet seat cover, like, like what do you call it? Like a one of those paper the things. things. Yeah, but they don't even have like an empty one. There's not even any like how they have the thing hanging on the wall. Like there's not even that. The wall is completely empty. There is not a seat cover option to in in an emergency room hospital that you i had to give my urine sample in this thing you know that other people had to people who are sick this is the bathroom that they're going to as you could tell there was shit all over the floor like it was wiped (laughs) up and stuff and it didn't smell but it was just like caked on and it was just like how do you not provide seat covers and i'm just like i am just the second we walked in there and like i had to sit down at like the desk where you have to give like your information to people like why are you here what's wrong with you and I'm just like, I don't want to sit down. Like, I'm like standing like with my arms like on my chest. Like, I'm not, t- I'm trying not to touch anything. I don't want to like t- look at, like, I'm trying not to breathe. Like, oh, it's disgusting. And it, it's not saying that like the hospital was like completely filthy, but it was just like, you could have wiped that up a little bit better. But I think what it is, is that there is such a strain on the hospital systems and such a, you know, a need to like keep costs down. Like, because it's all about the profits. Mm -hmm. All they had to do was just say, you know what? Maybe we need two cleaning people in the ER instead of one cleaning person in the ER. And maybe there wouldn't be shit all over the floor when you go to the bathroom. That's all. It's like one extra person making, what, minimum wage? Yeah. Like, you can't tell me that the hospitals can't afford that? Oh, you know they can (laughs) afford that. But it's, it's like they won't because no one's forcing them to. And it's just very strange that it could be so unsanitary. Even the room, and luckily, and we're grateful for the fact that... We were in a private room because of the situation and everything. They put us in it immediately, Mm -hmm. and we're in there. But it's not, even though it's not one of those just triage thing where they pull just like a curtain around. A curtain between you and the person next to you. Right. Still... There was blood stains on the floor, and that's like the, I was like, "Oh my god, please don't let her look down because she's gonna look at this." I looked and at it. Like, it was the first thing the that hell? I saw. The first thing I did was just scan the room, and I was just like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" There was like blood on the floor. There was like blood on the table where you like put samples and stuff like that. Where they put the needles and everything, which are wrapped. They're they're in wrapped yeah. sterilized and, cases. And like the case was like completely overflowing. Oh, with all the Where, needles like, all and the stuff. Blood, like, and it was just like blood stuff is supposed to go here and it was completely overflowing. And I don't want to focus too much on this because no, who wants to listen to this? Because like I certainly didn't want to live through it and I know you probably don't want to listen.
listen to it. Yeah. You obviously are hell bent on talking about it though. Well, because I did get in a lot of trouble while I was there. Because I mean, I feel like every time things. I would touch anything, you'd be like, "You go wash your hands." I'd wash my hands, and there was no place to throw it out except for in that blood bin. And it was just filled with like oh God, with IVs blood. filled oh with blood God, and stop. needles and stuff. And it was off. like, how is this even allowed to be a thing, like, man? No, but, like you didn't think like, and if you were somebody who was throwing something in there, like as the as like the phlebotomist came in, like, hey man, can you just go in there and empty that garbage? Right. Like, come on. Because the guy who mopped the floors, who we'll get to in a little while, this dude was sitting down behind a desk playing a game on his phone. Until somebody would call him over and be like, hey, we need you to do this. Oh, my God. So it was like he could have done. Ugh. He could have done a lot of work that okay. night. Like, you know, yeah. but, okay. you know, it's what it is, which also spun your mom into a tizzy about like unions and stuff like oh that. Once you get in certain people like, you know, they can't, you know, do anything as far as getting get work done because they're like, oh, I don't really have to because I can't they can't fire me or anything like that. I'm safe. And. It was yeah, just like she just kept going off on these tirades, and she was getting involved in everybody's business, like just talking to people. Like, oh, well, like when we first came in, they sat us down like in this little waiting area yeah. before they put you in your room, and there was a couple there, a little older, maybe like in their fifties, you'd say. Yeah, and she had like um ice pack on her arm, like she must have like hurt her arm or something. Yeah, she probably just should have put, rubbed some mud on it and just stayed home <laughs> rather than go to the ER to try to get her broken arm fixed because she <laughs> fell. But we're sitting there and all of a sudden you know how nervous chatter happens. They will, You were wearing a Beatles shirt and the guy was like oh hey, did you like go Is to the museum? Liverpool? And we were like no. I'm like I think I, I didn't want to say I think he got it at Target. But like, which he did. <laughs> which he totally did. Because it was your shirt of course that of I've course. pilfered. Well that's how you get all your clothes pretty much. I'm wearing the shirt right now that's yours. <laughs> so we're sitting there and we're like going okay we're like it's cool. Like, no we didn't get this in Liverpool. We got this you know at a regular store. I don't remember where because we didn't whatever. Wanna, we didn't want to admit Target. Right. <laughs> Even though it's better than admitting Walmart I guess but whatever. <laughs> And then all of a sudden the guy's like, oh, because like, we were just in Liverpool last month and we went to the Beatles Museum. And I'm like, man, now I'm really glad I didn't say it. I went to a retail store here. <laughs> right, and, yeah. And, uh, and I just he, was like playing. Like I actually was like just – I employed the like I'm sick card and I was just like <laughs> – and I was just like clutching my stomach and like you know being sick. Right. And meanwhile, I'm trying to make sure your mom's cool. I'm mm-hmm. trying to make sure you're cool. And this guy's talking about Liverpool. I'm like – give a shit about your story man like (laughs) you stay here because luckily they're taking us to a room and that's it so we get into the room and as they're coming in and and like doing exams and stuff like that they kept asking us to leave the room come back in the room (laughs) finally and there was only one chair in there finally your mom is like i'm gonna go take a walk and she goes back and finds these people and starts hanging out with them and then, oh like, God, 20 so... minutes goes by, and it's like, where the hell is your mom? And she comes back in, and she goes... She knows everything that everybody was in for. Yes, and she goes, and I was, to- I made some new friends. That, that couple who was in Liverpool and stuff, they're very nice. She broke her arm because she fell, and it was like, what the hell is going on? And all I'm picturing is your mom putting on, like, a lab coat and just walking around <laughs> and asking everybody their business. Like, what are you in for? Like, what are you here for? What, what What's going on? She does, like, she, and that's exactly what she does. Like, she talks to people everywhere she goes, which is, like, like, it's it's funny in a way, but then it's just, like, 
people don't want to talk, especially here. But I feel like your mom made the process go a lot faster because although you were pissed off at her because every time a doctor would walk by your door, she'd be like, excuse me, doctor. Um, we're waiting for some service. She's she's in a lot of pain. And then like the doctor would come in and be like, How you feeling, Nikki? And you'd be like, A little bit better. And it's like, Oh, why you say that? Then she would yell at me because you would say you feel a little bit better. Because I didn't know she was like, she's just nosing around and I'm just like, Oh my god. And then I was becoming stressed about like what is she doing? Who is she bothering? What is she saying? The doctors ain't gonna help me because my mom's gonna bother. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, just no. It was just a hot mess. But that's what it is, man. Parents this is what they do for their kids. They're like, oh, and screw it. I'll, I'll get. A, I'll track a doctor down. I'll drag him into a room. Exactly. <laughs> How anticlimactic. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, we're sitting in there, and then next thing you know, there's this like old guy and he's just like in a room way way down the hallway from where nikki's room was and he keeps leaving his room and just roaming around barefoot barefoot in the hospital just in the gown like he took off all of his clothes everything look naked except for a gown and he's just wearing his gown he's roaming around the halls and he's going in and out of the room and nobody's saying to this dude like you need to get back in the room and stay there. And it wasn't enough that he was just walking around. Like, he wasn't just, like, wandering aimlessly like my mom's snooping around on what's everybody's going on, what their, what's their business. But she was dressed. She was at least dressed, yes, <laughs> yes, and wearing shoes, thank Christ, that I made her leave, like, just inside the door when she came home. So <laughs> that shit was getting tracked in our apartment. But what else was he doing as he was walking around? I believe he was looking for a bathroom because he was pissing himself as he was oh, walking. Oh, as he just leaving a trail of yellow. And my mom's like, why is there water all over the floor? What's he? Is he peeing? He's peeing. That man is peeing. <laughs> and she was telling me like I was going to go do something about it. I was like, okay, number one, I don't work here. <laughs> like my shift is over, man. So I'm not <laughs> doing anything about it. And number two, don't step in it. That's the only advice that I can give you at this point in time. <laughs> I'm like, because that is fucking gross. Don't go nowhere near that, dude. Right. So it got to the point where it aggravated her so much. And you could see it because she would just kept looking out the door of your room at the puddle. And it was a point where, like, and there were people that were walking around, like, going around it and, like, huh. And then, like, nobody said anything to anybody. Yeah, it it stayed there for, for like, like a good half hour. Before definitely, without did a doubt. About it. And when somebody did something about it, it was because your mom <laughs> went and told one of the nurses, like, "Excuse me, this isn't right. There are puddles of water all over." Because some old lady was walking back to her room and almost fell, and almost fell because she slipped in the puddle of urine. One of the puddles, because it really was... It was just a trail. Like, you know when a dog gets excited and it runs around, like, in a circle, mm-hmm. and then it, like, just pees yes, itself, exactly. and it's like it was a sprinkler? A trail. Yes. Exactly like that. <laughs> I feel like it's just fascinating to me. It's kind of like, I can't imagine just, like, walking around and pissing. Yeah, like, I can't... Like, I it's can't. just so... I just can't 
I still cannot. But like, to be honest with you, like I would have preferred that option than actually using the toilet in the bathroom. So yeah, because maybe he was just like walking on his way back, but he was actually walking on his way too. So imagine if he would have gotten there, what he would have done to oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so your mom's just staring out the door and she's looking at it and she's and then all of a sudden it's aggravating her more. So she, now she's standing in the doorway and like just, just watching, staring just watching. everyone like, and she's just seething. You could just tell she, it's making her more and more angry. And then finally, she walks up to the desk and goes, excuse me, um, people are almost falling in puddles. Like, somebody has to come and take care of this. And then the guy who was sitting in the chair playing the game says, I'll get to it. And then she it pissed her off to no end. And it was like, who cares what's going on outside the room? Yeah, like, but I was just happy that because you yeah. were there and because you were calming me down. Like, because I was really amped up because she was amped up and it was amping me up. And then I was just amped up in general. So it was like I was doubly amped. And then you start like making me laugh and calming me down like you do. And she was getting so pissed off because I was starting to like feel like I was coming down because like my blood pressure had been like through the roof when they first did it yeah, because it of all the stuff like because of just being there because like as soon as I realized to that point that I was like okay it's reached emergency room level I immediately just got panic attack and start flipping out and stuff and so like of course my my blood pressure is going to be high but then when you add like into like her stuff and then like all of this filthiness and like all the stuff happening it was just like <laughs> <laughs> so then you do what you do best and you're like hey man and like you start pointing out things and then like I'll, I'll like yell at you a little bit but then like it'll like you know like you like it and then you just make me laugh which well, is like yeah. which takes the pressure off and then I could focus and be like okay I'm in the hospital like this is where I'm gonna be okay like no matter what happens like I'm in a safe space like they're gonna help me so like I started to calm down and she would just became like because this is not how we deal with things like we deal with things by crying and getting mad and screaming and being like, this is the end of the world. And not like, we're going to hear your, your doctor's coming. We're going to see what's happening. Like, right. But you're missing all of that. Like when you're, when you're in that mode of having like that kind of meltdown, you're missing like all of those important details. When somebody comes in a room and they're explaining it to you and they like say, you know, if they say, Hey, this is the deal we're going to do an IV an exam and then whatever else. You hear the word IV. And I'm out. And yeah. then it's done. It's kind of yeah. like going, nope, I'm not listening to more. Where if you stay calm, you can hear what the other things are. And you're like going, okay, at least I know what's coming. As yeah. opposed to everything else is a surprise after the first step. Yeah. Because I can't get past it. And you didn't even get an IV in the first place. Yeah. You were supposed to get an IV. And they never came. They forgot. Yeah, they just like repeatedly like they and by the time they were like, you know what, we should really get you an IV, and I'm like, you're gonna discharge me in like 20 minutes, right? They're like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm not staying here any longer. Yeah, I'll go get Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and we did like we have like six bottles of Gatorade that I've been drinking. I'm like, I'll be fine. Like whatever. <laughs> so we're with the, the nights going by. We're finally like it's now. Like I said, we left 10:30. It's like five o'clock in the morning. We're getting ready to like roll out of that place, mm-hmm. and. The whole night was so busy. I mean, it was yeah, it was crazy just crazy, busy. and they were short staffed because one isn't an ER short staffed anymore. Right. And it was just like, holy crap, we got to get out of here. So we get up, we go to leave, and this pissing bandit came by and did it again a second time. In pissing be- bandit. The pissing bandit did it a few times, but during those times, your mom was so amped up, she would like leave the room, come back leave the room for 10 minutes, come back. And then it was like one part during the night where she was like, there is 
the most handsome cop you have she ever seen. She loved the cops. The, she loved the NYPD cops. <laughs> and the firemen. Because I was like going, yeah, I'm like, that's normal. And she goes, it's so strange. She goes, because when I got, you know, whenever I have medical stuff and I have to go to the hospital in Pennsylvania, she goes, I have seen a cop before with like, you know, like somebody who they had to like watch after. Yeah. And she goes and says, there's a lot of cops here. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's like way different than being up in like the Wilkes-Barre area. Yeah. I go, this is a matter of. And plus they're bringing people like from the, emer- like in ambulances, they're like escorting the ambulances and stuff like that. So like, and plus there was two armed guards waiting outside of a room that probably had some kind of person who was going to be going to prison that night. So like yeah. they had, you know, so they had somebody like guarding somebody. And I feel like the New York City hospital system is a catch-all. So, like, if you're sick, you go to the New York City hospital mm-hmm. system. If you have, like, if you have something really wrong with you, you go there. But if it's even a matter of if you, like, have a drug issue, like an episode, rather than just arresting you, they'll just bring you to the ER to get you a shot of something to bring you down. And, and then, then, yeah, well, yeah, in. yeah, because you can't, like, do anything with somebody who's all fucked up and shit right so it's not like all yeah. just because she a cop it's a violent criminal there's just cops there for every reason yeah. whatsoever yeah. and there's a lot of people crammed into these freaking yeah. hospitals so you got to expect it so she kept coming in and be like oh there's this really handsome one and i would look out and i'd be like going wait which one and it got to the point where i was like this is kind of creepy that i'm looking at dudes with your mom <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh we gotta get out of here so finally five o'clock comes rolling around they're getting ready to check us out your mom is actually pretty calm at this point because yeah because she gets all the information she needs we're finally leaving she's like we're all right, just like cool. waiting on this prescription <laughs> that was it so we get the script and they said, just go sign over a couple of papers at this counter and you can get out of here. Yeah. And the girl hands me the two scripts and she's like, okay, here are your painkillers. And I was like, oh, shit, nobody told me I was getting painkillers. I'm like, sweet. So I just like look at them and I'm like, nice. You know what it's like? It's like because I, I listened to everything the doctor said. At no point did I hear painkillers. Yeah. When they said you were getting them, it's like when you get a Cracker Jack box. You know how you usually get the stupid puzzle games? Mm-hmm. But it's like when you get the tattoo and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, I want the tattoo from the Cracker Jack box. I don't give a shit about the puzzle games at four pieces. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. We're getting painkillers. <laughs> we are because it's a joint effort. <laughs> so we go to the counter. We go to sign out the papers. And right as you're signing the papers, the nurse comes over and she was like, oh, no, Nikki. She goes, I gave you the wrong script. Which is not a big the, deal yeah, at all. It's not because I wouldn't have been able to fill it anyway because it didn't have my name on it. Right. And I had said, I was like, oh, I'm like, but am I also getting the script that I was waiting for? Like, right. And she's like, yeah, they'll give that to you over there. And I was like, okay, fine, like, whatever. And then I think that's what triggered her into thinking, like, oh, wait, why did she ask about that? Because she's not supposed to have that. Right. And then she took him away. Then she <laughs> took yours away, and it was kind of like, you know. That's the worst part of the whole thing. I was. It was. We at least had having to go to the bathroom and having you take away my pain pills that weren't mine. That were somebody whose last name was Ferrara. (laughs) And even though I read that, I was still like, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. 
<laughs> but I didn't look at the name because like it was really in small print. Like and it right. was it wasn't like handwritten. It was like printed. And it was five in the morning. And, yeah, and I had been in the hot. I was severely dehydrated. I had to pee so bad because I sure as hell wasn't going to go in back in that bathroom. And it was just so much stress. And I hadn't slept really well the night before, so it was like I was literally dead at this point. And then my mom's like, "How do you not look at the name on the script? How do?" And I'm like. And it's they screwed up. This is what's wrong with the medical system. And it was oh, the Obamacare. This, and this the... president's fucked us all. Oh, we can't even God. get the right and script. And I'm just like, this is not the time for us to have this conversation again. And I'm like, and she said, again. again. And she's like, how do you not look at it? And I'm like, because it's five o'clock in the fucking morning and I've been at the emergency room all night. Yes. Like, come on. <laughs> and then we get back home. And then, of course, you know, I stopped off the store. You guys came up to the apartment. I come up stairs, just walk in the living room. And she goes, did she make you, did you take your shoes off? She made me take my shoes off as soon as I walked in the door. And She's I'm such like, a little tattletale. I'm like, I wouldn't have walked in the apartment after being in that emergency room with my shoes anyway, man. Like, that is gross. I live here. So, we go, We everybody passes out. Everybody I shower. I shower. Late. I'm like, you I'm taking shower. a shower because I am not. I was laying on things and I'm like, nope. But then the best part of the whole thing happens. because For the, you, the best part of the whole thing. No, even for you because the day after the emergency room is awesome because you get to just like hang out on the couch and watch TV. And I feel like this has been an awesome summer for things that have been on TV now. You're right, Tom. That's a great segue from a long-ass segment on (laughs) the emergency room. We probably have five minutes left to discuss the TV stuff. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) You are. Would you rather go to take two, or would you rather continue with this? Let's just continue. Let's just continue. (laughs) So... Here you are now. You have the opportunity to watch everything. I feel like we've watched everything, but now you can kind of go back and see it again for a second time. Yes. Like, and the first thing that I would rewatch is The Get Down. You love The in Get Down. Lo- and I did. I did too. I am in love. The Get Down, um, if you don't know what it is, it's um, it's on Netflix. It was created by Boz Lerman, who who did the family favorite Moulin Rouge. Love Moulin Rouge. That I never saw the end of. Um, so he like dedicated like 10 years to making this this show. And it's about um, like the rise of hip hop. And, and graffiti uh, artists. And, and graffiti artists and stuff in the South Bronx in the late 70s. So like it's just so good. And it tells a story of Ezekiel who's this like teen who's like a poet and like he tries to find his voice and like be and like not just find his voice but like be proud of his voice like stand up for his voice you know like and I know that like being a writer it's like it's hard to be like oh I'm gonna like let you read my things or read my things to people like that's a really hard thing to decide to do because you open yourself up for so much criticism and it's really like you have to be a certain strength to like handle that kind of stuff so it's kind of about him doing this and reaching and like meeting these hip-hop kids and like doing these like parties and stuff and like the music was fantastic the way that it showed the city was absolutely amazing i loved it i know you did because if you were born in any other era it would be in the bronx in the 70s with a big huge afro i would like seriously like i think i would love i would love to just be funky man like i just i want to be funky like i love the 70s like i would like to have been born like 
like in the 60s so that I could have been like in my teens. Yeah, so that I could have been like, because 17-year-old Nikki in the 90s was fucking really cool, I think, personally. I'm the only one who thinks that. But like, I loved being 17-year-old Nikki. And I know that being 17-year-old Nikki in like the 70s would have been fucking fly. (laughs) (laughs) The people that knew you in the 90s are probably being like, no, you wouldn't. No, you're not. But I think I am, and that's all that I care about, because I don't care. Well, that's it. And it's good that you got to that point, because (laughs) otherwise, you can't be happy in life, man. You got to just not give a shit. Exactly. So I personally am happy that you're in bed, because now we get to watch also Stranger Things over again. Mm -hmm. Or Strange Things over again. Strange Things. Stranger, Stranger Things. Because we are notorious. I was right the first time. Yeah. But that, I feel like different but equally as awesome as far as streaming shows to watch yes because that too is on netflix yeah and i loved it just because of the way it just kind of took modern day horror and turned it into something classic and like gave like tributes to like all of these different shows Mm -hmm. like et and close encounters and and twin peaks like it had like that a lot of twin Twin peaks Peaks bent yeah and you can tell it was just people like who really like the same things that like we like who just were like we're going to make a movie based on all of these like things that we grew up with yeah cuz it's cuz it's set in the 80s and it was so true to like how life was in the 80s it was just like like so you felt like you were in it like you were like you had, like you were in it more. Like you were invested in it more because you were like, this is kind of like what it was like. Like you ride your bikes with your friends, and like, you know, when you're out in the woods and stuff like that. And like it just, I don't know. Like it just, it really stayed true to like what the '80s were really like for those of us who like lived it and like can remember what it was like. Which is interesting because both of these shows that we mentioned mm-hmm. defined, I feel like, those decades. Like I feel like the Get Down. Like you know, growing up in New York and stuff, not not in the Bronx or anything like no, that. But, Tom, not but in the Bronx. It, <laughs> but in a very depressed neighborhood, sure. growing up, you know, not bef- before high school, and that was kind of it. Caught the feel of it, like like the Get Down really caught the feel of like poorer places. And like, the thing, you know, and and art and music and and how and, those things helped them rise above what was happening around them because like you know there were gangs there was like you know there was violence and things like that there was political just corruption all over the place everywhere you look and it was just like these kids just were like you know what we're gonna be better than this because we're artists and we're creatives and you know and it was just like really powerful and it was like why aren't we like trying to find some kind of artistic movement now? Because now is so so bad. And it's and it's everything is still the same, mm-hmm. but just different in in like little ways. But it's the same struggles that people go through. It's the same feelings people have. And it was just like so cool. Like when they would come together, like just like just the happiness that like people from all walks of life that were like in the get down and like in the neighborhoods and stuff like that was just like, they were just like, you know what? We're going to take this one moment and just like, let's all just be cool together. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Whereas opposed to today where we all have those same struggles, but everybody's like... We're too busy videotaping each other. Right. And we're, we're, we're angry as we ever were, but we don't have an outlet for it. Yeah. And we refuse to like take the initiative to make one. Right. Like, I, I feel like you're right. Like, right now, more than ever, like, there is so much energy that can be put towards creativity. And mm. there could be a change and a movement. Maybe not necessarily from a political standpoint, because as we see <laughs> from shows back, you know, in the 70s and even the 60s, like, politics hasn't changed whatsoever no. no and it's not going to but we have to change again we have to adapt to the world right and there are bursts of good things that come like that's from how these things. yeah and like that's how hip-hop started you know because out of this strife like we got to find a way to just and that's how classic rock started because yeah. of woodstock before that which all came yeah. from like a way to like focus you know political angst into a creative outlet yeah and we just there's it's been a long time we haven't done that in a long time and if we don't that's i feel like when people say i can't be creative so i'm gonna be aggressive and i feel like that's kind of the route we're going now so we gotta kind of break away from that yeah but there's really no political redemption in the in you know stranger things no no (laughs) but it was just it was just yeah it was just an escape to like you know it's just like supernatural and it was about like a mother who's just like trying really hard to like keep things together with you know a single mom just trying to keep like her two kids and you know when one of them goes missing and then like the story is about you know what happens and the things like trying to find trying to find him and like the things that are yeah and like you know there's just like these characters that are so well developed and so like, they're so acted very, like, they're very acted well. Acted very well. I don't know. You know it. Yeah. This is the way this week has been. Yeah. Like, just, I don't know where, like, who I am anymore. <laughs> like, did you hear and <laughs> acted your well? Whatever the words are. The other show that we get to hang out and watch more of is Difficult People. Yeah, we haven't been able to watch, like, the last few weeks. So I'm looking really forward to, like, um, catching up with that on Hulu. Yeah, man. And that is awesome because if you live (laughs) in a city, especially if you live in this city, Mm -hmm. it is pretty goddamn true to life. Yeah, it really is. Like when we watched, because this is the second season that aired, um, that began airing in July. And the first season, we were just like, oh my God, like how dare you steal from us? Because like this is like, how did you know? Like how did you know who we are? Because like it's just about, um, it's Julie Klausner and Billy Eckner. Eichner, um, you know, they're two jaded com- New York comedians and they just like hate everybody but themselves, like including probably Julie's boyfriend on the show. Like, <laughs> it's just funny, like, and it's just really funny. And I feel like this year is so much better than last year because like it just seems stronger and it's just like, oh my God, they're just so funny. Like just the things that happen and she has like the typical Jewish mom that is just like, oh my God, <laughs> which is the same as an Italian mom. <laughs> yeah, they were all interchangeable. You could just say mom. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> they were all pretty much the same. They're interchangeable. <laughs> but yeah, it's just such a good funny show this year. I like it a lot better. Yeah, so those would be our top streaming picks for those of you who've left the ER or catch a summer <laughs> cold or just want to lounge around on the couch in the air conditioning with the blinds closed. As, as the dog days of summer wind down. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like 
I've had enough illnesses up to this point in time, but I, I'd be willing to take one more before the end of the summer just, just to get to a, catch up again. Just get a couple <laughs> more shows in. Wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> so do you think we should go into a Did You Know? Yeah, I'm thinking it's time for a Did You Know. Yeah, you had enough of this show already, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm reliving. <laughs> I know, man. Me too. I'm like, why did we do this show like this? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Did you know? Did you know <laughs> that the New York City ER visits are amongst the highest in the country? Like meaning like the amount of them like on a daily mm-hmm. basis? No, I did not. Oh, yes. In a recent survey by Becker's Hospital Review. Becker. Of the 10 hospitals most visited emergency rooms in this country. Did that make any sense the way I said it? I don't know. <laughs> All right, let me do that again. Of the 10 hospitals most visited emergency rooms in this country, I just had to be a little more fluid with it. Yeah, you just got to, yeah. Four of the top 10 were based right here in New York. Don't give me that Decker face. <laughs> they are coming in at number nine, Kings County Hospital Center in Brooklyn, New York, with 145,624 patients per year. Damn. Number seven was Montefiore Medical Center in the Bronx at 155,100. That's not a lot for what you would think, like. Per year? Yeah. All right, we're getting higher. Okay. Elmhurst Hospital Center in Queens at 156,482. And Lincoln Medical Center in the Bronx at 160,406. So not even, like, no, like, NYU, no Beth Israel, no, wow. Well, think of these places, though, because these places are, you know, kind of hardcore. Yeah. Probably, like, a lot more gunshots and stabbings yeah. and overdoses and things wow, like that. Wow, that's still a lot. Like... It, it, it is. It is. Now, the figures were, ga- were gathered from the American Hospital Directory directory mm-hmm. which calculates total er patient volumes um and there are some disputes as to the accuracy of this survey from the hospitals themselves of course because the workers they you know they're mm-hmm. like going hey we know we see bigger numbers than this so i mean the numbers could actually be even higher but either way it gives you an idea of like the amount of people going to emergency rooms. Yeah. What it doesn't distinguish, and this is part of the problem that the workers are having, is what the hospitals are actually being used for. Like, is it a gunshot wound versus, you know, using the service as, you know, a medical option? Right. Like, I don't have, you know, medical insurance. But if I go to an ER, they have to treat they can't you. They can turn you away, yeah. And then you're like, oh, you know, I have a very severe summer cold. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't end up there for you. <laughs> so it explains the long waits when you go to an emergency room, when you consider, like, the amount of volume that is going mm-hmm. through and the amount of, you know, less qualified people entering the field or even when they get there just calling in sick because once you get yeah, the job, you got a you... job usually. Yeah. So. Well, interesting. Just so you know, the number one hospital on list was Florida Hospital in Orlando, which had 
206,800 visits. Because amusement parks are dangerous, man. Well, it's another reason not to visit the Sunshine State <laughs> ever again. If you get hurt, you have to wind up waiting on a line possibly as long as the one for Space Mountain. <laughs> so, there's that. Yeah. Enjoy your Florida. Disney vacations, people. <laughs> and that is this week's Did You Know? Did you know? Well, that was quite a show, Tom, to go with our quite a week. I feel like even the show is tired this week. (laughs) We apologize in advance. We'll be back next week with something good. (laughs) Yeah, we might even have a guest again. We have so many lined up. We'll get to them all. Um, If you want to learn more about the show... Maybe after listening to this one, <laughs> let's see what happens. You can check out our website. We take this as our mulligan. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> hey, we were going to make it a sick day, and then we're like, no, man. We made it too many weeks in a yeah, row. We're let's so give it close. up a sick day. So it's not going to happen. Sorry, you're going to deal with this shit. So you can check out our website at highregardshow.com. And as always, you can email us and tell us, like, please never talk about emergency rooms again <laughs> at High Regard Show at gmail.com. And you can find us on all social media at High Regard Show. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. You are all earn a gold star. I get one, too. I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough. Good night, everybody. 